Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Welcome to another edition of Feed Ace Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host with Talent on Loan from Rush. And my guest today is uh, TJ Burgess, who's the Executive Director of Men for Life. TJ, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jerry. I'm excited to be on this podcast and talk about you know these important issues with you. Absolutely. Yes. You, you have a really great organization. Um, I, uh, I have to ask though, and this is always a question and, and I get it too, is you're a guy, man. What do you have to say about all this stuff? <laughs> Come on now. It's not, it's, it's not your body. It's not, you're not a woman. Come on now. Exactly. Yeah. And that's talked about so much, you know, the common, no uterus, no opinion. And, you know, like just saying stuff like that constantly is what mm-hmm. pro-life men hear. Um, all the time, whether you're at a rally, whether you're talking with somebody one-on-one, you're arguing on social media, it's something we hear constantly. Um, But what I say to that, and what what I try to say to that, is that generally men and women historically have had similar positions on abortion, and usually it's about 50% on each side. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you know, who's to say that men, because we aren't able to experience pregnancy or something like that, can't have a opinion on abortion because we do have similar you know, views on it. And uh, alongside with that, abortion is a human rights abuse. So of course, all humans are called to speak out against abortion because it's, uh, it's an abuse on the rights of another, you know, vulnerable member of society. Yeah, absolutely. No, really good point. And I, I obviously, I completely agree with you. If you look at the, uh, this, the, 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 uh, I guess, standard or the uh, mission statement for men for life it, it uh, goes by men for life national men for life promotes the recognition of men's responsibility to defend the life and dignity of mothers fathers and preborn babies uh, but you guys have a number of issues um that you the things that you're if you go to your website you have a really great website um things that you're opposed to it's not just abortion it's not just about that issue um you know give us a quick rundown of um all the issues that you guys are fighting for Exactly. And thank you for that. Uh, I do love our website as well. Um, So we, our organization is subscribed to the consistent life ethic, meaning we oppose all forms of aggressive violence on the human person. So we, of course, oppose abortion, um, embryonic stem cell research, which is coming up a lot right now with Mm -hmm. vaccines and issues surrounding that. Um, We oppose capital punishment, pornography, physician-assisted suicide and euthanasia, and any other form of injustice in our society. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, those are, uh, all really great issues, really great issues. And they're, and they're tough ones. I, they don't get talked about as much, obviously, uh, specifically mm-hmm. capital punishment, um, euthanasia a little bit more, uh, certainly, not, uh, you don't hear too much about pornography and things like that. So I, th- I think, you know, those are really great that they're, I, I like how you have, um, pornography and embryonic stem cell research in this because it has to do with life and living and, um, raising good families. Right. 
Exactly. And, you know, with embryonic stem cell research, that's something that happens behind the scenes constantly. Mm -hmm. And it's not at the forefront of everybody's mind, like, you know, abortion is, especially in America, where the culture is so divided on the abortion issue. Embryonic stem cell research is just as morally compromised as abortion. It happens every single day. And it's not really something that's talked about and thought about. And, you know, of course, with pornography, that's an addiction that so many men and women both struggle with daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's a it's an abuse on human rights and, and you know, the equality of men and women objectifying people and promoting, a, you know, a culture that objectifies people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No. And, I, and I'm glad you guys take up that issue uh, with, with your organization. I think it is. Uh, I, I don't know the numbers and maybe you do, um, but it seems as though men have a greater problem with pornography than women. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm not sure of the exact statistic, but mm-hmm. it is pretty disproportionate. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, you know, just, just using some common sense, I guess. Um, but mm. uh, that's the case. Um so I want to talk to you a little bit about the capital punishment as well. Um, I'll admit I struggle with that. I, I am against the, the death penalty as well. I wasn't always. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it, uh, it, it's, it, it is a more challenging issue for a lot of people. Um, Absolutely. You know, for sure. And, and yeah, so l- l- let me get your, your overall thoughts and your organization's thoughts on it and, um, and you know, give, give your take. Sure thing. Well, because we subscribe to the consistent life ethic, we look at every single life issue from the perspective of the the thing that makes us all fundamentally equal is our shared humanity. Mm-hmm. And that is the only thing alone. It's not any life circumstance. It's not whether you're impoverished or not, what race you may be, your gender or sex. It's nothing like that. The only thing that that makes us all fundamentally equal is our shared humanity. And people who uh, may have committed a crime, whether they did or did it, on death row or not, that does not make people, you know, their circumstances in life does not make them subject to, you know, capital punishment or subject to die based on what they've done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the death penalty, it's been around for forever. Literally, since humans have existed, we've been killing each other. And it's just, you know, legalizing some death among others, especially in America, where we have the ability to, we have the ability to not it's not necessary that we kill other people in order to achieve, you know, uh, safety within our society. Whereas other countries, not necessarily saying that it's morally right, but other countries, uh, you know, more impoverished countries that can't, you know, that doesn't have that same safety net. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of like, that's our position. Yeah, no, and that's really great. I think it's, uh, all all that you said is what has kind of moved me to the side of, uh, of being against it. I, I have a hard time believing, that it is a it is a determinant deterrent factor to murder mm-hmm. because I, I mean I listen to uh, the Dateline podcast all the time right and they have those murder mysteries and and there are so many cases of husbands killing wives wives killing husbands and all these horrible things and no one seems to be afraid of the death penalty so mm-hmm, right I, I just yeah. oh sorry go ahead. No, I was just going to say is I don't think I don't think anyone's deterred by it. I think if you're crazy enough, evil enough to murder, I don't think you're thinking that far down the road. Exactly. Yeah. And even then, I mean, of course, you know, people that do commit murder, um, you know, they're in unique life circumstances, of course. 
Um, but even from the perspective of people that may not necessarily commit murder that end up on death row, um, lots of people who are impoverished and have grown up in poverty, they're not thinking when they're you know, going to steal an apple at a grocery store, they're not thinking about the death penalty, they're thinking about surviving. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, I think overall we have come a long way uh, with the death penalty and um, there's also always also that slight bit chance the person could be innocent, right? And, and to take mm-hmm. their life would be, would be tough um, as well. So uh, as far as your projects, if you go, if on your website and, and again, you, let me give, let you give a, a plug for your website uh, when you talk about this, but you also have on there, you have a section on what you're opposed to and a section on your projects. Can you talk about those projects that Men for Life is involved in? Absolutely. And uh, yes, feel free to visit us at menforlife.org. Um, it's very simple. Men for Life is the name of our organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the projects that we're working on, you know, just again, we were founded in 2018. So a lot of what we've been doing up until this point has been based on social media while we're growing and, you know, mm-hmm. doing foundational things. Um, but three of the projects that we're really aiming at this year and moving forward is our post-abortion, I'm sorry, post-abortion healing program, mm-hmm. uh, which is specific for post-abortive fathers. And, you know, we hopefully, our goal is to reach men, you know, whether that's men who have had an abortion, who have, you know, had their partners have had an abortion sure. yesterday, or men who have had, whose partners have had an abortion 30 plus years ago. Right. Um, reach them, bring them healing, give them a community of people who have also experienced similar circumstances, uh, and really just get them healed. Because a lot of men um, in the United States that whether they know that they've lost a child or not, it shows up in different forms emotionally, you know, decades later, whether that's substance abuse, you know, aggression, domestic violence, you know, things like this come out and you may not necessarily know, and women even may not necessarily know that all of this trauma from their abortion experience decades before have led to this. So that's our biggest project and our focus is launching that by the end of this year. Um, Hopefully December is our goal. Um, And then of course we promote our sidewalk advocacy um, and that's kind of in conjunction, not officially with Equal Rights Institute, but we love uh, giving, you know, plugging Equal Rights Institute for men to, uh, and women, of course, to be trained and submerged in, you know, how to talk about abortion, both with people and on the sidewalk. There's two different programs that they offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really support and advocate for an equal presence of men and women on the sidewalk outside of abortion facilities. Um, because, you know, there's always a partner or a man in the car, you know, a father waiting outside, whether they support mm-hmm. the abortion or not, that, you know, somebody can talk to, possibly yeah. even convinced to go and, you know, get their partner, provide the resources necessary to ensure that they don't have an abortion. Because, you know, we all know that a lot of times, most of the time, women aren't seeking abortion, you know, because they want to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a choice for them. This is really something that life circumstances have put them into. Uh, to, to make them choose abortion. So we, of course, advocate for that. And then finally, uh, we have a program, Young Pro-Life Men, which is our youth program. And we seek to go to high school and college campuses, uh, most of it right now is virtually, of course, because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, and give presentations on the different subjects of abortion, capital punishment, physician-assisted suicide, you know, pornography, and all of our other circumstances. Awesome. All three of those are fantastic. I really love them. Um, and I, I think when you we talked about the sidewalk advocacy of about a, a man is involved in some way, shape or form, I've talked to a lot of people, including people who have been on my show and where they say in a lot of cases, it's the man that is demanding uh, the abortion. And so if we can mm-hmm. get, we can change men 
um, to be uh, to act more like men. Um, it, it really is such a great organization. I really love it. And um, I really encourage everyone to go to, to menforlife.org. I, I want to leave with just, um, and then I'll give you the kind of last word to uh, for everything. I want to kind of leave as, you know, here we are two guys talking about this issue. And it, mm-hmm. and it absolutely is an issue for everybody, right? And uh, everybody, men, women, young, old, doesn't matter. But I think that when we think about ourselves as men is we, we are, let's face it, the primary individual that is pr- here to protect our family. Like, I mean, but believe me, I wouldn't put any, you know, burglar or anybody against my wife. They wouldn't stand a chance. But, you know, we as men, we, we're, we're here to protect. And I think, you know, if we don't protect our own children, right, and our own flesh mm-hmm. and blood, I mean, what kind of men are we? And it reminds me of, you know, a number of years ago before Barack Obama was president, it was when he was running, he was asked what he would do if his daughter got pregnant, right? And, and he said, basically, he would support her in her decision. And, and I thought to myself, you know, here's a guy who's got a law degree from a top university. So does his wife. He's wealthy. He's on, you know, on the path for much more wealth, whether he at the time became president or not. And he would let his own grandchild be killed, Mm -hmm. you know? And it, and I just thought to myself, like, that's not a real man. I'm sorry. You can't do that. Your own grandchild and you'd say i'd let my daughter decide so anyways i just wanted to i wanted to finish with that because i think that that's where we are as guys is we need to be the ones to stand up and give strength and if our if our the woman that is you know that we're the father of the child we need to support her so that she doesn't feel um pressured into into doing something she she will likely regret um anyway absolutely Absolutely. And, you know, I was just going to add, you know, that, you know, pacifism, I I believe I'm saying that correctly, Mm -hmm. passive, you know, pro-choice men uh, that kind of just let the ball roll however way, you know, sway whatever way for their partner is, you know, accounts for one third of the reasons why women have abortions Mm -hmm. in a Pew Research study. Uh, Like, and and I was also doing some further research when I was finding the organization in 2018, that um, 82% of abortions Uh, their partners notify that the woman notifies their partner ahead of time in advance of the abortion. So a significant 82%, a significant number of abortions can be directly prevented just by a partner standing up, providing the support like we were talking about earlier for their partners. Yeah, that's a really great point, right? So, so how many could be avoided if the man just showed support for, for the, the woman, um, and exactly. I, and I've heard men out there say, oh, I'm against abortion, but I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to tell anyone what to do. You know, their women just say, come on, man, man up. All right. Take an opinion, mm-hmm. stand up for innocent people. What are you going to do? You know, the, there's kids in a burning building. You, you're going to run. No, you're going to, you know, put your life on the line to save them. So, mm-hmm. well, at least exactly. I hope, at least I think so. I'm not sure about millennials. I'm not sure what they would do <laughs> to be honest with you, but um, anyways, TJ Burgess, uh, executive director of men for life. Um, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And of course, you know, I'll plug our website one more time. It's menforlife.org and feel free to follow us on social media. Our, our at is at NTL men for life. 
Uh, and if you want to get involved in any way, of course, we have a form on our website that we'd love for you, you know, get connected with us. You know, we're, we're happy to have you in our community. Absolutely. Please do. Please sign up. Yes. NTL men for life. Uh, that's NTL for national, uh, check them out on Facebook, menforlife.org website. It's a great website. There's a lot of great information. And as TJ said, you can sign up, uh, get involved in, in any way you can or want, you know, whether it's just a few bucks or, or if it's getting involved in, uh, you know, some of the work that they're doing, the projects they're working on. So, hey, TJ, I'll have to have you back on when, you, when you're ready to launch the, the, the post-abortion healing. Um, that sounds really awesome and something that when you guys are ready to launch it, I'd, I'd love for you to come back on and talk about it. Thank you. That'd be great. We're very excited about it. It's groundbreaking. It's never happened before. So, you know, I would love to, to be on again once this happens. Absolutely. Well, thanks, TJ. And thank all of you for listening to another episode of Feed Ace Podcast. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time. <laughs>